Welcome to the Be Light Podcast, where we discuss letting go of the mess, being the light God calls us to be, and not only being the light, but actually feeling light as we release it all and experience the unsurpassing joy of Jesus Christ. Thank you for joining us today, and we hope that you leave feeling encouraged and a little lighter. Hi, everyone. Thanks for joining us today. We're doing this recording a little earlier um, than normal, so I apologize if we sound a bit groggy this morning. How are you, Mom? Well, clearing my throat as usual, I think it might be a little worse than usual, too, so we'll have to see about that one. (laughs) Gosh, it's early. It is early. I actually got up a little earlier this morning to wrap up packing. We're meeting my mom and dad and the rest of our family in Florida this week to spend some time at the beach. I'm excited. I did see there's a lot of rain in the forecast, but I don't care. (laughs) It's going to be awesome. Okay, we're just going to pray about that and ask for clear skies. That is going to be on our prayer prayer list. I'm actually just excited about seeing the ocean and hearing the waves and the wind. It's like my favorite part. I don't even care. There can be storms. It's all good. (laughs) Well, I'm excited about the gift. gift. (laughs) My goodness. She's excited about the gift shop. (laughs) Yeah. My mom is a shopper no matter where she goes. Even if it's the hospital, like we're going to the gift shop. <laughs> Actually, I bought some of my favorite Christmas gifts for last year for you and the girls. I bought them the cutest little camping hats at the hospital gift shop. So yeah, and you all liked them. So there you go. Yeah, I'd open them and she'd say, guess where I got that? And I'm like, where? And she's like, the hospital gift shop. I'm like, amazing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I got some cute clip earrings there just a while back. I mean, I don't, spend, I don't spend all my time in the hospital, but we have had circumstances with my dad where we're there and I've got some free time and I just go there and find things. Gosh. <laughs> well, we want to be sure to get this podcast in before we left. Um, for yeah. the Right now, my house is a uh, chaotic mess of laundry and everything else so needless to say there is a lot to be done around here but that's okay it's gonna get done it's gonna get done Adam was like Adam came upstairs last night and he was like it looks like forever 21 turned over sideways (laughs) in our whole room (laughs) for like pictures and what are we gonna wear and trying to coordinate things and the girls come in there and they're like none of this coordinates <laughs> like ah yeah, do you know what the yeah but do you know what the impressive thing is is that Adam knows what forever 21 is <laughs> yeah I haven't been that's there. impressive <laughs> I feel like I haven't been there since I was 21 but we still have the clothes hanging on well when you first said that I thought we're saying I've heard of that is that a television show what is that and I go oh that's right that's where I used to sit on the floor for hours watching you change clothes yep <laughs> I haven't been there in a while but you know yeah still got the clothes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so yesterday as you know we work with the youth at church and we were discussing the need to spend time in the word and we discussed why we oftentimes find it hard to spend time with God. And one of the main things we discussed were all the distractions all around us, like our phones, busyness, activities, and honestly, just being really tired. 
And a lot of times yeah. we talked about how in the mornings you can justify staying in bed for just five more minutes. Each time you hit the snooze on your alarm, you can justify your activities you signed up for the lunch date with a friend and cleaning because yes, all that stuff's great and it's important, but oftentimes we start to schedule in all these things and we completely forget to make an appointment with God. Yeah. Yeah. So recently I started thinking, okay, if I want to have a quiet time with God, a quick workout and a shower before the girls get up, what time do I need to set my alarm? The answer was 5 a.m. because as we both know, my girls get up so stinking early in the morning. So I did that. Um, I would set out my workout clothes beside my bed so I wouldn't get sidetracked and waste time there. I made sure that I was in my bed by 930 and preferably asleep by 10, which is super hard to do because that's kind of like that's my time with Adam too. Um, is that yeah. time night just to hang out and watch a show or talk or whatever. Um, but I also knew that if I stayed up late, I wasn't going to be spending time with God in the morning. So um, also, you know, if I go to bed earlier, I knew that I could expect to get up with, you know, more energy um, at 5am and maybe not hit snooze as many times. Um, so, you know, I told Adam, I said, just like everything else I prepare for, I need to make a point to be intentional and prepare for my time with God. And during that week when I was doing that, I also knew that even though I was waking up earlier, that God would give me that energy I needed throughout the day because I was putting him as a priority first. Because yeah. as I lay there, I was thinking, I'm not gonna have energy to do this, this and this if I wake up now. And then God reminded me, don't I have the ability to give you that energy that you need? Um, if yes. you make me a priority first. So yes. mom, do you have a certain time of day that you find best to spend time with God? Yeah, but you just now said something that hit me when you said, well, don't I have the ability to give you the energy that you need? You know, I think a lot of our energy is zapped because of the mental anxiety of all that we have to do. And so whatever we're doing at that moment, our mind is 10 steps ahead. And it really does just make us exhausted before we even get started. But um spending time alone with God as our priority, it's amazing how he will set priorities for us for the day. And all of a sudden things that seem so urgent just aren't quite as urgent. And things that we thought were gonna be really tough were sometimes even enjoyable. But um, anyway, yeah, he does really help order and prioritize our day when we prioritize him. And the thing is, yeah, my time is in the morning. and I do set my alarm sometimes, like if I'm going to go walking at eight, I'll set my alarm for six o'clock so I can make sure I have a good hour of just relaxing, reading devotionals, praying, whatever. And <clears throat> am I always consistent? No. But I will say this, when I was teaching, there'd be times, you know, I would just, uh, I'd have a, a lull in my energy. And then pretty soon my patience level would start waning with the kids. And I become more irritable with just everything. And it might go on for a week or two weeks. I go, what is going on? I just feel so ineffective in the classroom. What, am I a bad teacher? <laughs> What's happening? Should I, is this my last year of teaching? Because I, maybe I shouldn't be here anymore. And then I'd ask myself a simple question. When was the last time I spent time alone with God? And then I'd realize, oh my gosh, it's been about a couple of weeks. Because what would happen is I'd be real consistent, getting up in the morning before school, having my quiet time, having my coffee, really enjoying God. And I'd feel so pumped up and ready to go. Then 
the next morning I'd go, you know, I feel so good. I'm so close to God. I, I don't need to do that this morning. And all of a sudden I'd realize not doing it this morning would go into one and two weeks. And then I'd go in that huge slump. So morning is really important for me. Yeah, it does start. Like once you start a habit of not doing it, it becomes, it becomes a habit of not doing it. (laughs) Like it just continues like that. Yeah, I'm definitely more, I'm a morning person anyways, but uh, so I will say it comes easier in that way. But the times that I've been like, well, I'll just do it later in the day or I'll just do it tonight. It really just ends up to where I'm just squeezing God in between different activities I have scheduled. And then if I do it at night, then I fall asleep. I can't handle it. Once I'm in bed, I mean, I can maybe watch like 10 minutes of a show and then I'm out. So (laughs) that doesn't work for me either. And then I start to think like, who gave me all those activities to begin with? God, who gave me the ability to be able to do those things throughout the day? God. So he needs to be the priority. And and it's something that you do have to be intentional about because, you know, just like we see with all the other activities and like we've talked about in other um, podcast episodes is that we just have a lot of busyness. So um, it needs to be oftentimes like an appointment that you're going to set up like you would with a friend. For me, I realized that the more it becomes a habit of spending time with God in the morning, I actually get up and get excited. I do. It's like, like if I'm really going through a burden or a struggle, I get real excited. I can get my cup of coffee and I just sit in the quiet and I just ask God to show me what he wants me to see that day. And I just, I just enjoy him. I just enjoy spending time with him. I learn how to hear him better. And it becomes exciting because I'm meeting a friend (laughs) and I get to tell him every single thing that's on my heart. And when I say every single thing, I mean, it. Uh, King David was one is probably my one of my all time favorite people in the Bible because of his honesty in Psalms. I love it when he <laughs> he gripes to God and he's just like saying, where are you? What are you doing? What are you thinking? I'm left here and there's thousands of enemies trying to kill me every time I turn around. What in the world are you thinking? God, <laughs> that's pretty much how it sounds to me. But when he's done unloading, then he says, but God, I remember when you did this, 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 and this, I know about your loving kindness. I know about your consistency. So no matter how things look, I know that you're there. Now that doesn't come except with relationship. And David had a relationship with God and he was a sinner Big time, he committed adultery and murder in the middle of his great relationship with God. He did this and God still forgave him. That's grace. Yes, there is grace in the Old Testament because God is Jesus. So that's another subject altogether. We can talk about that another time. But the thing is, is this man just unloaded with God because God already knows our hearts. He already knows. You know, it's like when we see our little kid, you know, uh, with his hand in the cookie jar. We just told him no more cookies and he sneaks. Well, we know he's doing it. We're watching and we can go and reprimand and punish and blah, blah, blah. But really as a parent, wouldn't it be great if that child would come to me and say, you know what, <clears throat> mom, I know you told me not to get my hand in the cookie jar and I just, I, I did and I just ate a cookie. Okay, that is relationship. That's confession. That's clearing your heart. That's clearing your soul. And when 
we get that with a child, it brings us closer. And the way we deal with it is entirely different too, because honesty is being established. Well, that's how God is with King David and how he is with us. Like, I see you with your hand in the cookie jar. I mean, I already know your thoughts. I know your rage. I know your hurt. I know your disappointment. I know you even sometimes feel like you hate me. Don't hide it. You can't. But when you confess it, we're already talking. You're telling me what I already know, but now here comes the relationship. And then you will discover my grace and forgiveness. And we're set to go. So that's what I find when I spend time with God. Yeah. And with King David, he wouldn't have gotten to that point with God unless he was spending time with him and talking to him and building that relationship. And he wouldn't have that trust there unless he was doing that. You know, I think about the story of Martha and Mary in Luke 10, 38 through 40. You know, Jesus and his disciples stop at a village where a lady named Martha opens her home to him. Mary, Martha's sister, it says in verse 39, sat at the Lord's feet, listening to what he said, while Martha was distracted by all the preparations that had to be made. That's what it says in verse 40. Uh Martha, obviously irritated with her seemingly lazy sister, says, Lord, don't you care that my sister has left me to do the work by myself? Tell her to help me. This replies, Martha, Martha, the Lord answered, you are worried and upset about many things, but only one thing is needed. Mary has chosen what is better, and it will not be taken away from her. And that's what it says in verses 41 through 42. And when Martha was distracted by cleaning, prepping, and getting things ready, she becomes outraged that her sister is just sitting and listening to their guest. Her self-centered response has really struck me over the years. She says, Lord, don't you care that my sister has left me to do the work by myself? Tell her to help me. And it seems that she is truly doing all the preparations out of pride, not out of a heart of true service. She's Mm -hmm. made it all about herself and less about those around her that she is trying to serve. And I totally get that. We want things perfect. We may have guests arrive and we don't, or, and we want things to stay maintained and organized and for everything to flow perfectly. However, I don't know how many times God has convicted me of this and just said, Amber, sit, (laughs) calm your racing mind, be here now, listen, don't let your pride get in the way of just being and truly enjoying those around you. It's totally a heart check for me. And God has asked me, who are you serving right now by what you are doing? Are you serving me or are you serving yourself? Wow. And you know what? I just realized I can be a big time Martha when we're going to have guests and I'll clean, 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 clean. And honestly, I'll even clean the blinds. And there's a lot of them in this house. And You know, I have never once had a guest say, oh my gosh, your blinds are so pretty and they're so dust free. No one looks at the blinds, you know? And so it is a pride issue. It's like, I want people to walk in and go, oh, okay, that is ridiculous. And I'm losing the incentive and I'm losing the point. Like what you're saying, I'm losing the point of just, you know, cleaning because I enjoy it. Cleaning because I'm looking forward to people coming. Cleaning because I want them to enjoy enjoy a clean home for them and really enjoy it. Not because I want the kudos. There yeah, and that's, the, that's the thing. Yeah. Cause I have <laughs> ran into that a lot. Like, I feel like God will say, Amber, are you doing this um, to make your guests feel welcome and make them feel yeah. good to be in a clean house? And yes, the answer is yes to that a lot of the time. 
but there are a lot of times where it's like, you know, you want to be perceived a certain way. You want to, you want people to think that no one even lives in the house because it's so clean. <laughs> because basically, <laughs> because it, the reality is everyone knows people live here <laughs> and there's, yeah, it's true. there's dogs and like, and their house looks the same and it's okay. But for whatever reason, sometimes we want to live up to this unreal expectation, maybe this Pinterest expectation of when people come over, like the house is staged, you know, and like, it yeah. Way. So yes, it's great to have a clean house. I'm not saying that. And I don't function as well unless it's clean, but yeah. um, it's also kind of your motivation behind it. Whenever you're getting ready for people to come over and, you know, I'm like, you know, <laughs> my kids, I'll be like, watch a movie, you know, for the next five hours so you don't touch anything. <laughs> I've cleaned it off. <laughs> and I don't want I don't want anything out of place, you know. So, you know, I have to check that a lot, a whole lot. Yeah. You know, I think that's true with anything. It doesn't have to be a house. It's like we, you know, we talked about this, I believe, in our last podcast. We have to check our hearts, check our motives. Why are we so busy? Why do we take the kids to 101 different activities. Why do we sometimes dress the way we do? Or why do we do the things we do? Why do we say yes all the time? You know, why do we do these things? We really have to check our heart and our intentions and our motives. <clears throat> and, and the thing is, and by the way, let me put a disclaimer here. There's nothing wrong with taking your kids on activities. But sometimes we can overload, you know? And we did talk about that. We can overdo. We have to ask ourselves, why do we busy ourselves? And that's when you spend your time with God first. That's your priority. That's when you say, Lord, confess. Here are my priorities. Here they all are. Yes, I do have a compulsion to clean. Or I do have a compulsion to say yes. Or I do have a compulsion not to, you know, argue with my child because it feels better just to let it go. But then you things escalate. I do have compulsion, but why? But you confess all those things, you get out your rage, you get out your tears, and, and pretty soon you say, okay, now, Lord, what's your perspective? Show me in your word. When I get sometimes in the word, I'll say, Lord, I don't know what you want to show me, but I know you love me. So just lead me into your word today. Let me see things through your eyes. Let me see myself through your eyes. Let me quit beating myself up because I know you do love me. I know you forgive me. And I thank you. And you just start meditating on that grace that he has for you and be wide open to anything he has to say. And when you're not wide open, tell him, I'm not open to this. I don't want to change. Sometimes I've had to say, God, I am not willing, but I'm willing to be made willing. We can start there. And I cannot tell you how many times he's changed my heart in different directions for different issues over the years. When I say I'm willing to be made willing, but that all comes with spending time alone with God. And when you do that, that peace that passes understanding starts welling up inside you. You start seeing things in an eternal perspective. And that's another prayer I prayed several years ago. I said, Lord, let me see my life and actually this whole planet and everything that's going on in it through your eternal eyes. How do I see things through an eternal perspective? Spending time alone with God and making him our priority reorders our earthly priorities. And that's where we get the peace. That's where we get his pace in life and not our frenetic pace. 
Yeah, I've, you know, in the morning, I've had those moments when I start busying myself with a million things when I know I need to spend time in the word. And there's nothing wrong with doing those things in themselves. But I know I have a very limited window of time to spend with the Lord in the morning. And one morning, God said, stop, spend time with me. And as he says in the passage that we discussed, spending time with him is truly the only thing needed. And when Mm -hmm. I actually do stop and follow, I quickly remember why it's so important. Like we were talking about earlier, how can I trust and follow someone I don't even truly know? You know, with a friend, you get to know them by spending time with them. You get to know their personality. You know, you start to experience ups and downs together and you experience this life together and you start to trust them and depend on them. And the same is true with God. You must spend time with him consistently and intentionally to actually get to know him. That's exactly it. There it is. It's the relationship, like the relationship with your child or just a taskmaster and trying to get that child to walk the straight and the narrow, you know, and and God does discipline us because he loves us. But once we get to know him and we have relationship with him, we get it. We get it. And everything changes with relationship. Yeah. And you were talking about activity earlier. You know, we, we often do tend to busy ourselves with just activity. Our hobbies come first, our kids activities take priority. And the battle to just stay in bed and sleep is a daily struggle sometimes. And we have constant adversity when it comes to spending time with God. But there's absolutely nothing more important that we can do in our day. When we do this, everything else is put in the right light, letting you see your family and that daily busyness and God's perspective and not our own. And sometimes I often feel like once I get that X, Y, and Z completed, then and only then will I have time to sit down in his word. And what I've come to realize is that the X, Y, Z activity was given to me by God to begin with. And he must always come before those things anyway. Amber, you just hit on another big giant point. God is the one who blesses us with the X, Y, and Z. He really does. It's like, I've given you an abundance. Okay, you've got laundry. Thank God that you've got clothes to do. You've got laundry to do. you got clean house. Thank God you've got that house to clean. You got friends calling. Thank God you've got friends. But now I'm going to show you how to prioritize. In other words, I've given you these blessings. Don't make them a burden. Don't let them become a burden. Give them back to me and I'll show you how I intended you to use them and enjoy them from the very beginning. But when you take them into your own hands, then they become routine. They become a burden. They become anxiety and overload. But if you give it back to me, I'll show you how I intend you to use them to begin with. And you'll really enjoy life. And, you know, going back to Martha, I absolutely relate to her. Busy, busy, busy. (laughs) And like, you just start missing it. And you start missing the moment and missing that time just sitting at the feet of Jesus. And I absolutely love the visual that this passage allows us to see. You know, Martha, a flurry of activity buzzing around her home, cleaning, cooking, and slowly probably having her blood pressure rise as she sees Mary doing seemingly nothing at all to help. Because I've been there. Like, I have absolutely been there. Like, I'm sitting there cleaning, 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 and I'm just, you know, looking at Adam, or I'm looking at the girls, and I'm like, oh my gosh, like, why am I doing all this? Do they not see this? Like, they've walked around the things on the stairs a million times. Like, it's been there for two weeks. Like, I could probably do an experiment, you know, of like how long something could sit somewhere and no one touches it. So I'm sitting there and I have this, you know, 
irritation <laughs> just rising up in me. And so I can, when I'm reading this passage, I'm thinking, I, I get it. So you have Martha looking at Mary, you know, like I said, seemingly doing nothing at all to help. And then you have Mary sitting at the feet of Jesus, listening to her guests and taking every word in as sustenance, as life to her spirit. And these are two depictions of service, one more self-centered and one God-centered. And when these times arise, you know, we have to take a moment and question where our heart's motivation is directed as well. It is a daily, sometimes minute to minute question for me. But within this question is an answer that draws me oftentimes to the feet of Jesus. Mm-hmm. And just thinking, God, where's my heart? You know, where is it right now? And and he redirects me to his word or, you know, a short prayer or just, you know, he allows those quiet moments whenever we start seeking him. Like he'll give us that time and he'll give us those moments. Yeah. In a Psalm 40, verse eight, um, it says, I desire to do your will. Oh, my God, your law is within my heart. And before that, it's just talking about God doesn't desire sacrifice and offering. He wants our hearts. And in my Bible, I had written in 2011, a little something that I think kind of sums up what we're talking about, the importance of just time with God. No matter how hard our circumstances can become in life, God sees it all, knows it all, and is above it all, and he is in us. If God were to correct our circumstance, even one minute before his perfect time, we would miss his absolute best for us. And most of all, we'd miss our opportunity to trust him and know him during the hard time. Sometimes he calls us to simply know him above all else, which is the sweetest calling of all. But we must stop, be still, listen, and receive him. Then no matter what our situation, we have experienced him, the peace that passes understanding and the joy that surpasses happiness. And I think that's what it's all about, Amber, is just whatever our circumstances, good, bad, stressful, busy, or still, going to God and making him our priority is where we find the joy that we're looking for anyway, isn't it? I mean, when we find him first in the morning or we find him first wherever, whenever we spend time alone with him, isn't that what we're looking for ultimately? Isn't that why we busy ourselves to find some sort of happiness, joy, satisfaction, contentment? It's in him. And that's what it's all about. Yep, I completely agree. Well, mom, would you like to close us in prayer today? Okay. Lord, I thank you that we can come to you as friends. I love God that you brought us Jesus. You've always been our friend, God, from the beginning of time. But Jesus, we get to see our friend. And he said, you're no longer slaves, but you are my friends. God, help us all to just calm our minds and go to you to confess our burdens, to say what's on our hearts and to let it go. And then let you tell us how to prioritize and just spend time with you, God and know you. Work in each and every one of our hearts. Lead us and guide us in the peace that passes understanding, and that is you. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Well, Mom, I'll be seeing you soon. See ya! Yay! And the gift shop! (laughs) And the gift shop.
That'll come first. <laughs> Always. Yeah. Bye. Bye. Love you. Love you too. Bye. This week's memory verse is Luke 10, 41 through 42, where it says, Martha, Martha, the Lord answered, you are worried and upset about many things, but few things are needed or indeed only one. Mary has chosen what is better and it will not be taken away from her. We have such a tendency to worry and spend too much time on things or thoughts that just don't matter. These distractions oftentimes lead to more stress and anxiety when Jesus calls us to be still, sit at his feet, and just spend time with him. So this week's call to action is a challenge. Challenge yourself to spend seven intentional days in his word and in prayer. Don't overwhelm yourself at first. If this means sitting down and writing down one scripture, asking God to help you understand it, and thanking him for the things in your life, perfect. If you're interested in learning more about a figure in the Bible or want to know more about what God says about joy, anger, etc., then dig deeper. Use this time that you are setting aside to get to know him better. Be intentional about it. Prepare for it. Don't squeeze him in last minute. Make spending time with him your number one priority. When you do that, everything else falls into its perfect place. Thanks so much for joining us today. Check us out on Instagram at Light Podcast. And be sure to subscribe to us on whatever platform you have found us on. We would love to hear from you too. Podcasts are interesting because we are just talking and hoping people are listening. So we would love to hear your reviews and your comments. Hope you're having an amazing week. Bye. Have a good week and be light. light.